This podcast series is brought to you by World of Coffee Dubai and DXB Live. Expand your specialty coffee brand into the fastest growing specialty coffee market in the world by becoming an exhibitor at the next World of Coffee Dubai in 2024. I will be there, so head to worldofcoffeedubai.com and join the mailing list to get notified when booth registrations become available. Check the show notes for further details. Welcome back to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Ford Friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and I have the pleasure of being joined by Osama Al-Awam from Saudi Arabia. Osama, thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Lee. Thank you very much for having me today. It's a pleasure. We are going to have an interesting discussion, a, a really a wonderful exploration of what you do. Uh, before we do, pull the microphone a little bit closer to you, if you sure. don't mind. Sure. Great. So, um, Osama, why don't you tell us what you do? Okay, so um, I'm a coffee roaster. Uh, I started uh, roasting coffee at the tender age of 17 or 16. Uh, when I, uh, I grew up in London, my, my parents uh-huh. uh, used to work in London and uh, coffee has always been part of uh, the Arabs culture and, and our culture at home as well. Uh, so my mother used to get green beans from Saudi and she would roast it to the Saudi style coffee. Um, and then that just uh, yani, uh, uh, triggered that uh, sort of passion for uh-huh. coffee because I, I would see my father brewing his coffee in the morning, wearing his suit, and my mom would be brewing the Saudi coffee. So I, I always wanted to know more about where the coffee comes from and how it's roasted and what makes Turkish coffee Turkish, what makes yeah, Arabic wow. coffee Arabic and espresso Italian, etc. So um, uh, I started roasting uh, since uh, that, uh, that age. I never looked back. Um, uh, and then I turned this passion into a business, uh, which is now uh, a leading specialty coffee roastery uh, in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, tell we, people the name of the company. It's called the Roasting House. Uh, we started in 2013 with a very small shop, but uh, a very big dream. And that dream is to spread the specialty coffee culture, make people enjoy better coffee every day, mm-hmm. uh, make coffee more accessible, uh, act as a bridge between coffee producers, the farmers. Uh, the exporters uh, mm-hmm. and and people who, who appreciate uh, great tasting coffee, uh, l- uh, get them to know more about the value chain, how they have actually helped by drinking that coffee. They simply helped uh, communities thrive. Mm-hmm. They helped sustainable farming. They helped uh, reaching out uh, to uh, a wider spectrum of uh, uh, of the coffee world and 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 that value chain. Yeah, mashallah. I, I want to ask you, as somebody who has been a seasoned professional in uh, business, owning businesses, so, you know, 2013 till now, that's... Yeah, about 10 years. It's, alhamdulillah, yeah, um, in the coffee industry, that really is a, quite the achievement. It's 10 um, years, um, and not every brand, brand gets the opportunity to survive yeah. that. Uh, and, and so, congratulations Thank you so on, much. on that. It's, it really takes a lot of character and a lot of grit and yes. a lot of... Uh, luck yes but as well uh, a lot of really understanding and learning as you go yes in 2013 saudi was still not open yes and you have seen the transition of your business happen across a very dynamic shift in culture and shift in business and and shift in the way everything really operates what was that like for you Oh, it's, it's been a, a fantastic journey over the last uh-huh. 10 years. And every year has its own uh, unique uh, uh, giveaway and takeaway from it. Uh, because we've, we've seen things that uh, 
that have been globally challenging, such as uh, COVID uh, situation, yeah. which has shown us how uh, very fragile uh, the coffee producing uh, industry is and how we need to be very close to our producers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that goal goes uh, back to, to the concept of specialty coffee. It's not just about the coffee. It's about the community. It's about the people that grow it. It's about the people that roast it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's about the people that enjoy it. And it's about the cafes that have gathered people for hundreds of years. That, that community and that livelihood of uh, communication with, with others is something that I have really, really, really considered as a, as a major takeaway from the last 10 years. That we need to be closer to each other. We need to be, uh, um, uh, we need to look out for each other because sustainability yeah, right? is, yeah, sustainability is, is all about that relationship. Um, and, and it's been put through a, a, a massive test with COVID. But alhamdulillah, we've been able to find ways, uh, look at channels that we uh, can continue to supply the coffee for people who, who, um, who buy it, whether it's cafes, restaurants, or mm-hmm. uh, takeaway uh, cafes, essentially, or, or for people to brew at home. Um, uh, but since 2013, uh, this is the, the first years that people who have gone abroad to study uh, have come back, uh, so th- they've, they've become accustomed and acclimatized to a variety of flavors when it mm-hmm. comes to coffee. Whereas in that period, it was only the global chains that that uh, uh, that have a presence in the co- coffee industry mm-hmm. in Saudi or the coffee scene, except for one or two uh, really good uh, chains that are still still here today. So it's uh, uh, it it's fantastic to work with uh, fellow roasters as well. Uh, in Saudi and we, we gather every other uh, uh, opportunity we get. We, we still collectively work with uh, regards to hosting championships, promoting uh, um, professional employment in, uh, in coffee. So, so we can have more baristas engaged with that. So year after year, it's been a, a fantastic journey to see this growth uh, with regards to, uh, to coffee and F&B in, in, uh, uh, in mm. general as well. Tell me, what did it teach you about yourself? Oh, that's a that's a, a big one. It taught me it taught me um, that what matters most is what you what you have. It's not what you could have achieved or what you uh, oh, have lost. Oh, I've never heard somebody respond that way. That's yeah. really fascinating. Yeah. Where you've ended up is more important than where you didn't end yes, up. Is exactly. basically what you're yes, saying. Yes, exactly, and. The importance of family uh, and, and you know, sometimes you, you spend 15 hours working and then you just come back home. You just want to relax. You just want to say you yeah. don't want to see and talk to people or friends or family or something. Because yeah. of, but it's, it's important also to prioritize time for yourself as well as your family as well. Yeah. Uh, because it's, it's, uh, it's something that you will never, ever replace with anything else. So the importance of being close to, to the family. Is something that I've really, really come to appreciate uh, over the past 10 years. Uh, despite all the wonderful opportunities that could be out there, just give yourself that time. Take, yeah. take time to, uh, uh, to do things like uh, Tim Tam slams, Tim Tam and, slams. <laughs> and other things that you, know, you wouldn't normally do. In- For folks who, are, who don't know what we're talking about, we are. <laughs> why don't you tell people what a Tim Tam slam is? You're an expert now. Well, I am an expert, yes, yes. <laughs> 
So Tim Tams are uh, those little chocolate bars uh-huh. uh, made of magic. You made of magic. Made I of like magic, the way. Yeah. Yes. Made of magic, covered in very wonderful velvety, <laughs> creamy chocolate uh, with a biscuit inside. They should pay you as a sponsor. They should, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you bite the either 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 half either side of, yeah. of the biscuit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's like a, a, a square, rectangle. yeah, rectangles, yeah. yeah. And then uh, you just dunk it in your coffee, and then you suck through. Yeah, suck through. You slurp. And it's amazing. Uh, yeah. You right? do the pre-infusion, <laughs> and the, you, know, you wait for the blooming to happen, and then you just enjoy that magic thing. Yeah, it's really quite melting in your mouth. It's yeah. been so fun to watch everyone have Tim Tam yeah. slams and be transformed yeah. while yeah. we've been doing it. But yeah, I mean, you're right. In uh, from from what I um, what I mean to say that you're right. I identify with what you're saying. You know, what we do as entrepreneurs is incredibly difficult, and and. It's something that a lot of people aspire to. Um, a lot of the time they don't see what happens behind the scenes. They yep. don't see the 15-hour yes. days. But the 15-hour days are the easy part of it. Yeah. The 18-hour days are the easy part of it. Yeah. That's the easy hard work. Yeah. The hard, hard work is the time away from people you care yes. about. Yes. It's the figuring out the things that scare you and what's ahead and navigating complete transition through COVID, through Saudi opening up, through a whole bunch of different things. And people look at just the the milestones and say, I want that. Yeah. I want to do that. Yes. And give yourself the credit as well. Because when you when you spend that that effort and that time and and money and you know, just engaging with what you do. Yeah. Uh, at the end, you go back and you, you sometimes feel that you haven't done enough. Yes. I would say, no, you've done, well done. You, you know, yeah. just give yourself that credit and look at the positive side because it can be really tough. Uh, it can be challenging. It can be, uh, it, it can really challenge your, your, your uh, yeah, the way you feel about yourself as mm. well. So uh, just look at what you've done and look at how you've inspired uh, people and how you, have potentially helped others, whether it's you know uh, members of the of your uh, organization, your colleagues, staff, uh, the industry uh, as the a industry, whole. Yeah, uh, have, try to inspire them as much as you can, and be inspired by what they do, and listen, and uh, and just give yourself that credit because you, it's well earned. Yeah. That's Khaled Al Mula who's checking in ah, to see. Yes. <laughs> um, so. Speaking about the industry, Saudi has a, a very dynamic, uh, shifting way of approaching things. Like Saudi really is growing at phenomenal rates from every aspect, and and you know the world has this idea that the the coffee world has this idea that their own backyard is where specialty coffee should be yeah. right uh, saudi is very is something very special yes absolutely what is special about the saudi well coffee uh, to start with we we grow coffee not a lot of people know that saudi yeah. is a producing nation as well yeah. and we run through the same issues difficulties challenges that other yeah. producing nations uh, go through whether it's lack of rain whether it's uh, inaccessibility to mm. the farms whether it's uh, uh, education for the farmers, kids and families who are in remote areas, whether it's uh, 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 research centers yeah. and development. It's, we, we're, we're really, really, really lucky to have uh, uh, this entire value chain where we grow, we roast, we have uh, uh, the majlis, which is the area where uh, you would uh, welcome guests uh, mm-hmm. in your house or in your uh, 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 area where, you know, it's, it's a 
like any uh, events or something. And it's yep. called a majlis. Like a foyer. And, yeah, and, and and that majlis has its own protocols, uh, from roasting coffee to uh, to grinding it with a pestle and mortar and making the special noises and the special uh, resonations uh, from from that pestle and mortar, which yeah. are usually usually made from copper or brass to make that noise. Yeah. If you don't mind, yeah. folks, for those who are listening, like. The Middle East really does have a very, very rich, deep relationship with coffee yes. that goes way beyond just the idea of espresso Absolutely. and filter coffee. Like we're talking thousands of years yes. of culture being woven into a ritual that is really family centric. Yes, absolutely. And it's like it's, it's something you can't escape and it's a new layer that the Middle East layers into what's called the specialty coffee industry. Yes. Just what just what's happening in Saudi with regards to Gahwa uh, Saudi. Yes, yes. So in 2022, the Ministry of Culture have have named the year 2022 Amil as Gahwa Saudi, yeah, the, year, the, of year, of, year of Saudi coffee, yeah. and they've specifically called it Saudi coffee because it has its own unique uh, preparation method. It's on. Uh, mm. It's it's grown in Saudi. That variety has been registered with the super, UNESCO as well. Super light roasted. Yes, like it's a very light roast. Peanut tea. Yes, yes, and it's brewed for a specific amount of yeah. time. The specific amount mm. of spices are brewed. There's a rich and vibrant, and vast amount of content that can be produced around Saudi coffee and the heritage behind it mm-hmm. and the generosity that's woven into the society yeah. because of of coffee. It's called Arabica because this this is essentially where yeah. the land of where the Arabica has, yeah. uh, variety has grown, or, or uh, and and we feel very very uh, very well connected to to this rich history, um, and I'm proud to say that uh, now the Ministry of Culture have have created a specific um, uh, manual and guide for all the all the different roast types uh, uh, according to each region, so the south, the north, the east, the west, and the center. Uh, uh, with all the spices that, that mm-hmm. are used, with the ap- approximation of how many grams each, because every household has its own print, has its own unique way of adding that spice a little bit more or less and roasting it slightly lighter or darker. So it's it's a very, very rich uh, uh, content area to, to, to tap into. And the year of uh, Saudi Coffee 2022 is, uh, is really uh, the starting point uh, for uh, for specialty coffee roasters to, to engage more with regards to something that is so close to them yet it's globally not known at as all. much yeah at all yeah and and it seems as though from the clients that I have in Saudi it seems as though there's a real push to reconnect the younger generation yes. in Saudi with this heritage absolutely. that is disappearing absolutely because it, yeah? yeah when you go to specialty coffee shops or, or any cafe yeah. in Saudi it's it's very unlikely that you will find uh, Saudi coffee there being served uh, because there's a lot of operation that needs to go into pr- making mm. coffee. But now much of that operation has been uh, automated with, you know, brewers that can make seven liters, six liters of Saudi coffee and you can just time it and then you can yep. uh, you can immediately use it uh, to... There we go. Yes. Thank you. Sure. <laughs> Uh, you can and you can you can use that uh, uh, you can use that history of Saudi coffee and then uh, there's absolutely no shame in adding it into the the, no. the, the the coffee shop scene where it's usually seen as something that you would drink for free essentially because it's someone yeah. inviting you to their house, house. so it's, it's not usual for people to sell Saudi coffee it's always given yeah. to them as a sign of generosity and welcoming yeah. etc 
but there is a, a variety of ways where this can be packaged into something a product that is uh, easily approachable to to the younger generation uh, but also when it comes to content things like uh, podcasts th- yeah. things like uh, uh, recipe development things like uh, Uh, signature videos. drinks yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely at that yes you know that yeah yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah of yeah, course yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 i was a consultant on on amazing. that cafe amazing and so it was a really beautiful educational process for me because i'm from syria and the way that yes. we drink is completely ahui different, is yeah. completely yeah. different yeah. from the way that they drink it in saudi and so to watch sara uh, take that beverage that looks like a clear Yeah. creamy yes. color yeah. uh, not super clear but a little bit translucent yeah. and then take that and turn that into a signature drink yes. that they now can and sell and it's, yes as a cold goes, cold yeah, drink. as yeah, a cold yeah, drink yeah, it's yeah. it's wildly popular absolutely. over there absolutely it's very exciting to see the it's industry it's refreshing and it's uh, it still has that sort of saudi coffee taste to it element yeah. But it's uh, uh, taken into a, a new shape where it it can speak the language of the younger generations who want something on the go, something refreshing yeah. that still has that caffeine kick to it, but also has this heritage uh, aspect behind it, and yeah. it's it's absolutely wonderful, really. So, where is the future of, let's say, Saudi coffee? Where is the future of Saudi coffee? Because right now it's very dynamic. There's a lot of investment going into it. There's a lot of support from the government. Uh, what's the future? Let's say the next ten years. What, what does it hold? And, and how can uh, how can people who listen to this podcast? Our biggest audience is America. So how how can they, knowing what the future is, how can we build a, a bridge so that people can kind of like, yeah, I want to go and see coffee in Saudi Arabia. Well, there are uh, there are multiple ways to to uh, engage more people into drinking and exploring mm. Saudi coffee about it for sure. Uh, it's a ritual to brew the coffee itself. Uh, going to Ethiopia and visiting the farmers, and you you see you see the families gather and do yeah. the bunna ceremony, yeah, yeah. which is where the women sit down and roast and grind and serve the coffee. And that ritual is is almost sacred yeah. to these women because it's it's part of their culture and heritage and. It's absolutely, absolutely uh, cherished. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that sort of uh, brewing method and that uh, way to brew Saudi coffee in the right way uh, is something that we really encourage businesses. You think so it's coming back? I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, the government has done a substantial amount of effort when it comes to to uh, awareness. Yeah. But now it's in the hands of the businesses. So yeah. companies like you know roasteries like us, we, we should continue to to sell more uh, or produce more. Uh, Uh, awareness uh, about about Saudi coffee, mm-hmm. how to brew it, make it easier, make it more approachable to others, make it more mobile uh, mm-hmm. per se, so people can take it with them to to gatherings or when they you know, when the weather when it rains in Saudi, people go out and enjoy and celebrate. Yeah. Whereas you know, <laughs> in, yeah, whereas in the West, you know, when it rains, we run people, and hide. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it's it's always it's always part of yeah. that. Uh, so I I think there's a variety of ways that we as a business as businesses need to get involved with. Uh, we're supporting things like uh, a championship potentially uh, that could hopefully one day uh, uh, be sanctioned by global organizations mm-hmm. uh, uh, to participate in globally. So like we've seen the Chesve, the, the Ibrik Championship, yeah. which is the Turkish coffee. Uh, and it's, it's, it's gotten really, really popular yeah. uh, amongst, uh, amongst baristas globally. So we, it would be fantastic if we can do things like um, uh, more... Uh, championships for Saudi coffee brewing, 
Um, I know next week, inshallah, there will be the Arabic Coffee uh, Championships inshallah. in Abu Dhabi. Uh, this is uh, organized by the Abu Dhabi uh, uh, Commission for Culture. Uh, and they've done it annually for the past three years, except wow. for the year where uh, COVID uh, was, was uh, alhamdulillah, gone now. Uh, so uh, things like, you know, championships, things like mm-hmm. um, engaging more, uh, more people with content, how to do, how to brew coffee at home, uh, using pots, easier pots yeah. to find. Um, uh, I think is something that uh, that is really really exciting uh, to get to get more people into it and English content because uh, yeah. the vast majority of content about brewing Arabic or Saudi coffee is in Arabic so yeah. uh, English content would be would be something uh, 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 really beneficial. And speaking about the co- the competitions, like our competitions with espresso and with Brewers Cup and with all of that are nothing compared to how beautiful the Saudi competition was. Like that happened very quickly, the way yeah. that they put that together. Yes. And it was stunning. Absolutely. It Absolutely. was just Fergie. Like yes. it was just, everything was really beautiful about it. Uh, Sada was a judge. Yes. And it, were you a judge? I was a You judge, were a yeah, judge yeah, as well. Yeah, That's yeah. right. Um, it was just something to see the way that there was this real investment Yes. of will and, and energy as well as money to yes. make this happen. You can see the thing that I was, I've been very impressed about being involved in, in consulting in Saudi the last couple of years was these people aren't messing around. Yeah. Like uh, this is a long-term strategy. It yes. will be successful. They've decided that. Yes. Now they just have to reverse engineer to figure yes. out how it's going to happen. And it's going to be very exciting to watch Absolutely. how that becomes a part of the, the discussion globally. Absolutely. I, I think it's it's really great that they, they've maintained the, the same equipment that, that my grandparents have, yeah, yeah. have used to roast and brew and serve coffee. Um, uh, and, and the competitors really done an excellent job yeah. by roasting in the open with open fire uh, uh, yeah. on on coal that they they can't uh, or wood that they can't control yeah. the temperature. But they've they've used they've used all the equipment in the right manner. We've seen fantastic roasts. We've seen uh, really great stories behind what uh, you know the, the competitors have gone through to to make sure you know it's it's uh, recipes that they have learned from their mother and you have this competitor and she she grew up smelling coffee from wow. she was a child and then uh, she always had that connection and now she's uh, over the age of 50 mashallah and she's participating with, with her son and grandson so it's it, it's it's those stories it, that really yeah. make the the culture of saudi coffee and they use saudi coffee saudi grown coffee as well and the final which is a whole conversation Absolutely. unto itself which yeah. i think we should get you back on the podcast to do a Inshallah. series with us Inshallah. so that we can kind of explore some of the intricacies of yeah. all of that because uh, i don't think that uh, we talk about a lot on this podcast but i don't think the the there's a real appreciation for exactly the uh intentionality yes. that's going into from many different directions structuring the specialty coffee industry in saudi so that it it really will be successful. So it's a viable business model. Yes. And that's why I was talking about the entrepreneurship earlier is yes. because people want to get involved, but they really underestimate yes. how much is involved in becoming an Osama. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right? They they, uh, yeah. they look at the, oh, look where Osama is. He's, he's yeah. now at World of Coffee and he's got a successful yes. business. And, and alhamdulillah, you have a wonderful um, attitude uh, about positivity um, and all of that. But it's the harder 
things yeah, yeah. that uh, really make you who you are. Yeah, absolutely, but it's 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 very doable. A lot of people underestimate the the, the things that they can do. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the facilities that are available to support businesses start in Saudi are immense. Uh, in, in Saudi is very different. I'm very impressed yeah. with how much they want to support people who yeah. are leaning into entrepreneurship, yes. which is not. Yes. is not the same in a lot of other countries. Yeah, yeah. And and a lot of people are saying, well, no, there are a lot of cafes now. I think the market is already full. But looking at the numbers, you look at, uh, you look at for instance, the, uh, the quality of life program, which is a government program. They're, okay. they're, they're looking to, to double the amount of cafes per capita now. So right now we're at about 530 uh, coffee shops per million capita. Mm-hmm. Uh, the quality of life program says within the year 2030 we're looking to target 1,060 per million capita, so double uh, uh, double the number of cafes per per yeah, capita. Wow. Um, so there is still a market for sure, but that market requires dedication, it requires uh, creativity, it requires constant development, it requires expansion, it requires understanding the consumer, understanding cultivating the consumer, the consumer yes. yeah, developing absolutely. them, and then working closely with. Uh, uh, with your suppliers to to engage them on on what you want to do as well. So Saudi coffee, for instance, we've seen a lot of roasters now starting to offer uh, Saudi roasts. So not necessarily Saudi grown coffee, but Saudi coffee roasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, package them nicely, and I've tasted some of the most wonderfully roasted coffee from many of my fellow roasters. And I I think that the next Mashallah. ten years they for Saudi coffee, it, it really needs the help of the private sector. The government yeah. has already done a, a, yeah. a great job. But the private sector now needs to come in and, and take it seriously because this is our heritage. This is our yeah. culture. And it's it's very powerful. And I think I think a missing link in that, and we spoke about it with Giovanni um, Fuchuli from uh, Simonelli Group in, in the oh, last wow. podcast. We I would really love to see a focus on profitability yeah. before we can advance to doubling yeah. Uh, because the market's quite saturated right now and it's fad-driven, yeah. um, which is why it's so impressive that you've lasted as long as you've had and, and are finding it. And, and admittedly, you were young into the industry. You came in at, at its genesis. But a lot of business owners struggle from being able to be to have the stamina yes. to sustain the hard times. And yes. I think that's where they can learn from somebody like you. Yes, absolutely. And, and one of the things that's really benefited us is, is the focus. So we're... Yeah really focus up we don't have coffee shops we are you're a roaster you've got clarity on what you do this is what we do we don't need to expand we're going to make it happen absolutely for sure you need to continue to develop new products have new roast styles have new uh, blends uh, but keep the the original uh, if it ain't broke don't fix it the things that really sell well the things that really because this is what the market wants. So you have, to, if you yeah. provide something that's really high quality, the price is, is fantastic and it's suitable and it's moving well. Just keep keep yeah. work focusing on that. Reduce the number of SKUs. You go into one of the coffee shops and it's like ten yes, pages so of different. Operationally, it's not right. Your customer yeah. perception, it's it's not right. And yeah. then you end up being a fad. You end up being yeah. having that honeymoon of uh, a one yeah. month, three months uh, success. And then after after the fad is finished, the yeah. next coffee shop is open. Yeah. They will go and, and, yeah. and, and go there. So 100%. It's, it's not trying to catch that wave. And then when that wave subsides, then you have no longer yeah. a business. It's, it's finding, How do we build for the long term? Yeah, finding what you are really good at with your products and focus on that and try to, try to uh, uh, expand, try yeah. to uh, uh, just... Adapt and, and adapt, yeah, 
Yeah. We talk a lot on this podcast about solving problems for customers. Yeah. You know, what are you solving? What problem are you solving? Absolutely, what problem yeah. do they have yeah. that you can solve? Is yes. it that they're looking for really expensive coffees and yes. they have a problem with trying to find that? Or is it that yes. they're looking for how do I take my... I'm, I'm, COVID's happened. I'm too scared yes. to go outside now, but I love my coffee. So I need to transition to brewing at home. How can you adapt Absolutely. from that side of things? Absolutely, and, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. This has been a joy. You have to come back. Likewise, for sure. Excellent. Always happy. More awesome. Tam Tams or Tam Tams. Tam Tam Tams. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us where we can find you on on social media and online. So uh, I'm on at O Al Awam. That's O A L A W W A M on Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat. Um, uh, and I, I try to answer and uh, all the questions that I that mm-hmm. I receive. Uh, but of course, learn from others as mm-hmm. well. So I follow uh, uh, baristas, roasters, and fantastic because it's. I still consider myself as a coffee student, not a coffee expert. Or alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, because that's you, yeah. you learn that's a lot of things. Way. Yeah, that's the way. Yeah, student of life always. Student right? of life always. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Always, yeah. And roasting house. And roasting house is at roasting house SA Saudi Arabia. Uh, and that's uh, again on uh, Twitter and Instagram. So at Roasting House SA, one word. Um, Fantastic. And then we 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 will try for sure to have more content about Saudi coffee in English, Inshallah. so your your Inshallah. listeners can also enjoy how Fantastic. to brew uh, Saudi coffee. Uh, and we hope to see you in Saudi for sure. Inshallah. We have the first uh, production facility that uh, roasts uh, and packages coffee in a fully automated manner wow, in the Middle Inshallah. East. We, uh, Alhamdulillah, we've been blessed to have this facility. Yeah, we've been working for the last three years to try and develop this uh, this facility, and now it's up and running. And thank you, and uh, we'd really like you to come and visit and see uh, see that facility for yourself. Inshallah. Inshallah. I I really hope I get the opportunity to go Inshallah. soon. It's such an exciting part of the industry that. I don't know that a lot of people outside of this region are paying yes. attention to yeah. unless they have reason to be here. So yes. yeah. our our hope is that doing this podcast series is going to help America, Australia, the UK, Europe understand uh, that, you know, there's, there's a force coming that's going to be delightfully influential yes. in the wider coffee industry and Absolutely. it's going to be great. Absolutely, and I've been an avid uh, uh, sort of uh, connector, essentially, with with global specialty coffee scenes, and I see, I see what's happening globally, and I see what's happening in Saudi, and what's happening in Saudi and in the region is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's exciting. It's, it it it's, I it mean, has its challenges. It has for sure. We know that, for sure, but so for does sure. every industry. For sure, but the variety of coffee that I tried yeah. in in the region, in Saudi and the GCC countries. Uh, uh, and and other regions. So Jordan, for instance, there's a couple of. They grow coffees. coffee in Jordan. No, but the the, the roasters and cafes uh, mm-hmm. there, uh, the, the the quality of coffee is is really really insanely insanely wow. higher than other uh, opportunities I've had to try other yeah. regions. So you you see how 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 much they've uh, developed over a period of a very short period of about 10, 12 years yeah. essentially from specialty coffee perspective and. I've, and I think they've taken that thousand-year Arabica sort heritage. of heritage and then created this <laughs> like, wonderful. Let us show you what we can do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's an absolutely amazing force to have, and it's it's a really great uh, 
addition to the global specialty coffee scene, we invite mm-hmm. uh, people, uh, your listeners, your valued listeners, uh, to come and visit the region. Don't be shy to engage, yeah. ask questions, learn more 100%. about coffee. Yeah. Uh, because we've done that. Uh, so now it's, uh, inshallah, your it's turn. It's their to turn. Co- yes, exactly. Their turn. Yeah. I'm really glad that you said that because <laughs> I'm kind of tired of yeah. the rest of the world shutting out yeah. this part of the world from competitions, yeah. from, from all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's time for an industry that keeps going on about inclusivity. Yeah. Absolutely. We need to start getting a little bit more Absolutely. even with the inclusivity. Absolutely. Absolutely. The inclusivity should for sure include yeah. this part. It's a growing part. It's a so producing yeah. nation. You're talking about a producing nation. You're talking about uh, areas like Dubai with a global, yeah. uh, with a global force of, of exhibitions and uh, and centers for roasting and exporting. And you're talking about yeah. Saudi that's uh, producing and roasting and uh, manufacturing coffee products as well. And uh, uh, it's it, it's an it's area wild. that should should really be included much more than than a hundred percent. And and I'll tell you something. I feel that if the West doesn't pay attention that this will be at their peril long term. Sadly, you know? sadly, I agree. Yes, sadly, because it's it, we, we, we as, as nations as well, we, we cannot just be on our own cocoon and just no. focusing on that. So no. we invite others to come and see what they can learn from that because and, and uh, the value that we can bring along and the yeah. inclusivity also helps many more women and, and younger generation get involved into professional coffee uh, uh, scene, whether it's judging, and we've seen Sarah inspire yeah. many females oh, to, uh, to come in. Oh, she's hugely inspirational. Yeah. And we've seen, I've seen judges here today, Patton, I think is, is uh, one of the judges mm-hmm. as well in here. Uh, uh, a couple of local judges as well from Dubai, and uh, one of them uh, is a competitor actually, uh, Nuran, Nuran al-Bannai. Oh, Nuran, Nuran yeah. yeah. Nuran is, ah. a, is a competitor now. So, uh, You've got judges that, yeah. that, that do an absolutely yeah. fantastic, fantastic job, really, at, at, uh, at you know, participating in these events. Mm. So the infrastructure is there. The people are there. Coffee is here. And the openness is and there. The like openness it wants is to here. be yeah. included and yeah. it wants to welcome. Visa on arrival. Yeah. <laughs> God, or that online. was so good. <laughs> exactly. Or online, 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit Super faster than, than I got my, my Australian yeah. visa, I think, online. I We're but, very ashamed about all <laughs> no, of that. No, absolutely. I have it's, to tell you, it's, yeah. it's, uh, I, I've been so, I mean, I, I knew that this was going to be an awesome experience. Yeah. I knew, I've been to Syria many times. Yeah. I've been here a couple of times. I knew this was going to be awesome. Um, I had no idea how developed the specialty industry was. And I have clients in the region. I, I, the standard is even way higher than, uh, like on mass yeah. than I, I expected it to yeah. be. And I really genuinely believe that if the West doesn't well, thank you. look at how they can expand their brands into, into here, how they Absolutely. can build relationships into the, the Middle East, I feel that the industry as a whole is going to miss out. Absolutely. So well, thank you for saying that. This you're is welcome. Really, I really yeah, mean it. Yeah, I really yeah, mean it. Yeah. Thank you for doing this, Osama. It's been fantastic. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Peace, love, and peanut butter, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Have an amazing rest of your day.
Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.